Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to do a breakdown and then make some picks for the Who's Number One Grappling Championship. Guys, this is a crazy event. I cannot wait. This is the biggest event that has happened since ADCC 2019. $250,000, a quarter of a million dollars, is being given out to grapplers this weekend. There are five divisions, and the winner of each division will win $30,000. Second place gets $15,000, and third place makes five grand. This is just so big for the sport. Now, each division is absolutely stacked. I'm going to start by talking about the men's under 155-pound division. I think this is the division most people are most excited for. Got a lot of big names in there and some really interesting storylines. Got to start by talking about Mikey Musumeci. He's going to be the number one overall seed. Now, Flow Grappling hasn't released the brackets yet. They're going to do that in a couple of hours. But I'm going to make my best guess to what the brackets are going to look like. Obviously, I could be way off, but I'm pretty sure I'll be pretty close um, at the end of it. But Mikey Musumeci is going to be the number one overall seed. Just listening to Flow and just what Mikey has done over uh, the course of this year with beating Gio, with dominating Marcelo Cohen, to looking like he's going to probably be the number one guy at 155. I mean, he's already the number one guy at 135, 145, and he's coming for that 155-pound championship. Now, I expect the number two seed to be Cade Rutolo. Now, what's really interesting about this is Cade is easily, I would guess, 30 pounds bigger than Mikey. I'm guessing Mikey walks around about 138, and I'd be shocked if Cade walked anything less than 165. And so we're looking at almost a 30-pound weight difference here. I think that's going to really play a factor, especially if they end up meeting in the finals. But we'll talk about that in a second. Now, the third and fourth seed are really interesting because there's an argument that Gio Martinez should be the third seed, and there's also an argument that it should be Joshua Cisneros. Now, the number one grappler currently ranked in the 155-pound division is Cabrinha's son, Kennedy Maciel. Kennedy's looked great this year, but he does have a loss to Joshua Cisneros. So in my mind, they're going to put Joshua Cisneros as the third seed, and he's going to be um, on the same side as Cade Rutolo. And that sets up a potential rematch in the semifinals for Gio Martinez and Mikey Musumeci. And that makes the most sense as a fan of the sport, as somebody that's interested in seeing a rematch, especially in who's number one rules rather than ADCC rules. Like, I want to see Mikey and Gio have that rematch. They both want that rematch. Mikey has called for Gio. He wants Gio in the first round. Gio would love another shot at Mikey. Um, I think they're really embracing the rivalry. The last couple of interviews I've seen from both guys have been a lot more interesting than when Mikey was saying that he didn't like Gio because he didn't want to be friends and Gio was acting kind of weird. I I really think both guys have, uh, again, I've enjoyed their last two interviews and it's made me re-interested in seeing them match up. And Flow Grappling knows that people want to see that match again. And it only makes sense to have Gio as the number four seed overall, even though he is the number one currently ranked 145er. Um, Now, after that, I think it's pretty safe to say that Colabate will be the eight seed. Now, Colabate is interesting. And I think he's got a lot of people 
um, you know, hoping and wishing for a strong performance because he's a 16-year-old blue belt. People love the underdog. And of all the people that are in this event, Colabate is probably the biggest underdog. He's got an interesting story. He moved from Texas when he was young to go train with the Mendez brothers at AOJ in San Diego, California. Colabate learned Portuguese so he could better communicate and learn from Brazilians. I think that is absolutely fascinating. And Cole's been on an absolute tear this year. He's been dominating everybody that they've put in front of him, whether it's the IBJJF and he's competing in the blue belt divisions or he's competed a couple of times now at who number one events, who's number one events, and he's absolutely murdered guys. But I just do not see him having any chance against Mikey Musumeci. Now, Colabate has called, like, he really wants this match, and he's like, I match up well. Me and my team have been preparing to face Mikey Musumeci. I think I can beat him. I don't think there's any way in hell he beats Mikey Musumeci. I think Mikey submits Cole, and I feel like it's a pretty easy match for him, but I could be wrong. Now, who will Gio Martinez face? We've got three names left. We've got Damian Anderson, Diego Pato, and Gabriel Souza. I think the fifth seed and the guy that Gio is going to face in the first round is going to be Gabriel Souza. That makes the most sense to me. I think they really want to set Gio up for, again, a match against Mikey Musumeci. And while Gabriel Souza is a beast, I feel like that's a very winnable match for Gio, where Damian Anderson is, in my opinion, a much tougher match, especially in a uh, sub-only rule set. I mean, Damian Anderson's looked amazing. I think they're going to throw Damian Anderson over on the other side. And they're going to give him either Cade or Joshua Cisneros, which stylistically is a much more interesting matchup. Like both of those matchups, uh, either with Cade or Josh Cisneros, are going to be absolutely amazing. Now, now that I've kind of broken down what I think the bracket's going to look like, got to talk about who my favorite to win is. I'm picking Mikey Musumeci versus Cade Rutolo to be the finals. And I think. I think Cade Rutolo does it. I think he pulls it off. I think that weight, um, I think that the weight advantage that he has and the strength advantage he's going to have is going to be enough, um, and particularly how well Cade's looked this year. I mean, he's had the two most exciting matchups of the year with his match with Ethan Krillinson and then his match with Herberto Jimenez. He's on arguably, in my opinion, the best team in the world, Atto. So he's getting to train with the best guys day in and day out. And him and his brother just have something special going on. And I think he's going to bully Mikey Musumeci. I think he's going to throw Mikey off his game. The Rutolos are incredibly aggressive. And we've seen Mikey really struggle to deal with his emotions. I mean, he really was thrown off by Gio Martinez. And all Gio said was that he didn't want to be friends before the match. And that they could become friends or be friends afterwards. And so I think with how rough Cade's going to be, like snapping down, covering Mikey's mouth, um, I think that's really going to throw Mikey off. And I, I'm expecting to see Mikey make a mistake. And people have kind of said like, oh, I haven't really seen Mikey make mistakes. But while he's, I, I've seen Mikey get beat in some absolute matchups when he was doing the gi, um, I, I've seen him lose and I've seen him make mistakes. And I think he's going to do that against um, Cade Rutolo. And I think Cade is, is just the perfect style to beat Mikey, particularly with how well he deals with the leg locks. 
Him and his brother have been training nonstop to deal with leg locks since they lost a few years ago in the ADCC trials to the DDS guys. One of them lost to Nikki Ryan, and the other lost Ethan Krillinston, both by leg locks. And since then, again, they've really spent a ton of their training time just mastering staying out of leg locks, using leg lock entanglements to their advantage, whether it's turning them into um, good passing opportunities or opportunities to attack the head or use those um, the, their opponent's leg lock attacks to take the back. And so, again, I think, I, I think Cade's going to win with Mikey coming in second place. Now, I do think we see a Geo versus Mikey second-round matchup. I just don't see how Geo beats Mikey, particularly in this sub-only rule set. I know this is Geo's rule set, but Geo just didn't have any offense in their last match. I mean, he had a couple of weaker leg lock attacks, but Mikey definitely had the dominant attacks. He controlled the pace of the match. He controlled... Um, I mean, he had a bunch of really good offensive looks. He had an arm lock look. He had a deep leg lock look. He ended up taking Geo's back. And I kind of expect to see much of the same. I just don't think Geo's had enough time to kind of break down Mikey's game and to improve upon the mistakes he made in that match. But Geo's feeling really confident. So that's definitely a match to look out for. But I expect to see Joshua Cisneros and Gio Martinez in the semifinals. And... Unfortunately, I hate to say this, I think Joshua Cisneros finishes third place. Now, Joshua Cisneros is definitely the dark horse. I could see him winning this division. I mean, he's got a win over the current number one guy in Kennedy Maciel. So, this is a rule set that really favors Josh. I mean, he's a sub-only hunter, um, and he's also super good playing the points. But, I mean, his win over Kennedy came in um, a sub-only format. So he's ready, even though this is, uh, is his first appearance on who's number one. I think his game sets up well to do really well. But I'm looking for the top four guys to make it to the semifinals uh, with the one, two, three seed, as I explained, um, all finishing in the money with Cade Rutolo, the two seed, coming out on top. Let's move on to the women's 115. This is another very interesting bracket. And it was really interesting to me. The betting lines were released. Misa Bastos, the number one ranked women's 115 pounder, is the heavy favorite. And rightfully so. Misa's beaten everyone. She, she's looked great. She's beaten um, a bunch of the girls in this division. I think Misa is the clear favorite. But I was shocked to see how far down Grace Gundrum was. Grace Gundrum was the fourth or fifth favorite. I believe she was plus 800, which is blew my mind because in my opinion grace is the second best girl in this division now there's some really tough girls but the betting lines had tammy musamichi who hasn't competed in a few years i mean she's been focused um on her uh law career so she's a lawyer and she's quit training jujitsu full-time she's been focused on that and this opportunity came up, and she's been back training with her brother, Mikey. A lot of people are thinking this is going to be the Musa Mechis coming out party, that the Mikey and his sister are both going to show out and win their divisions and establish them as the best brother-sister combo in jiu-jitsu history. I just don't think that's going to happen. But again, Tammy's the number two. Then you've got Jessica Khan as the third seed. So... I'm thinking if it was up to me, and I think what Flow Grappling is going to do is they're going to definitely have Mysa Bastos as the one seed. I 
think we'll see Tammy Musumichi as the two seed with Grace Gundrum as the three. I think we'll see Jessica Khan and Daniel Kelly as the four and five with Tubby as the six and then Jesse Crane and Alex Wynn filling out that seven and eight spot. Now, Tubby Alequin is definitely a dark horse. I think her game really sets up well for the sub-only style. Tubby is a black belt out of the southeastern portion of the United States. So me being from Alabama and having competed a lot and been to a lot of tournaments in the southeast, I've been fortunate enough to watch Tubby compete a handful of times, and she is a firecracker. She is so much fun to watch. She hunts subs nonstop, but she hasn't had success against the level of a Misa Bastos or a Grace Gundrum. So I'm wondering how her style matches up, especially when she faces one of the top seats. But if there isn't a sub in one of Tubby's matches, I could see her again getting a win over a higher-ranked opponent or a higher-seeded opponent purely because of her work ethic and her ability to just throw submissions left and right. Now, in this, I'm actually not as high up on Daniel Kelly or Jessica Khan as um, a lot of the flow grappling and a lot of the you know quote-unquote experts are. I think this is my Sebastos and Grace Gundrum's show. I expect to see both of them in the finals. Um... Who knows, again, where they'll, they'll put Grace in this division. Uh, again, she's my number two seed, and I'm thinking Flo Grappling is going to have her either in the two or three, probably the third spot, but in my opinion, she's the second best girl. We just haven't seen Tammy Musumichi. I think it's it's really difficult. Like when, when Tammy was competing, she was competing in the gi exclusively. I don't know if she ever did a no-gi match, and so... Grace is a no-gi specialist, so to give Tammy the edge over Grace, especially when she hasn't competed for years, is just crazy to me. Um, I'm expecting, though, um, Misa to win, unfortunately. I think Grace is going to finish second, which is still dope. I mean, she's still going to walk away with 15K. Um, and in that third place, I'm, I'm going with Tubby Aliquin. I think Tubby's going to come out, shock some people, and I think she's going to finish third uh, overall. Now... The 185-pound division is easily the toughest to call. I have no idea who's going to win this division. We've had some dropouts, uh, and in this division, losing Craig Jones. So Craig Jones was definitely headlining this division, and he was the clear favorite. If Craig was still in this, he would easily be my pick to, to win it. But without him, I mean, there's three or four guys that could win this on any given day, maybe even more. And I've heard people, um, you know, Gordon Ryan was talking about this division, that if they did this division 10 times, that there's six or seven different guys that could win it. So looking at this division um, and looking at where the odds makers have put, um, who, who they've put as the favorites, we've got overall Roberto Jimenez is who people are betting on. He's the overwhelming favorite to the betters, followed by Ty Rutolo and Mika Galvao. And that's kind of how I see it. I do think Roberto should be the number one seed. He's had a phenomenal year and a half. I mean, since the coronavirus, no one has been more active and no one has beaten as many big names as Roberto has. He's got wins over both Rutolos. He's won uh, third coast grappling a handful of times. He's looked amazing on who's number one events. I mean, his only really bad losses were to Craig Jones and Gordon Ryan, who are two of the top three or four grapplers in the world today. I mean, Gordon's definitely the best with Craig being in that top five for sure. 
So Roberto being the favorite, I think he's going to be the number one overall seed. Ty's probably going to be the two seed, followed by Dante Leon will definitely be a three or four, and Mika Galvao will be a three and four. Uh, one of those guys. Now, Roberto Jimenez has one huge weakness, and that is the leg locks. Everybody knows it. He's lost to John Thor Blank, who is in this division. He's lost to a guy like Quentin Rosenzweig, who isn't in this division, but is a phenomenal leg locker. In his match against Gordon, I mean, Gordon put him in a leg lock in like 30 seconds, and in my opinion, could have finished it there, but he wanted to showcase other parts of his jiu-jitsu. Craig Jones beat him very easily with leg lock. Um, he's been leg locked by um, Pedro Mourinho, who was in this division but had to pull out. So if Roberto gets on the same side, so if he's the number one seed, and if John Thor Blank and Jacob Couch, who is easily, he's going to be the eighth seed. Jacob Couch is out of the Daisy Fresh crew. He was a late, late replacement. He just joined this bracket like two days ago. He's going to be the eighth seed. If he gets Roberto in the first match, like Jacob Couch has the game to beat Roberto Jimenez. I mean, he is a heavy, heavy, heavy leg locker. His best weapon is the inside leg lock. So I wouldn't be shocked to see that upset. And if John Thor Blank, like let's say that Roberto gets past Jacob Couch and then John Thor Blank is in the semifinals, I think one of those guys for sure beats Roberto Jimenez. So I don't have Roberto winning this bracket, even though he, as well as Lerotoller, are my three favorite guys competing. I, those are the three guys I'm looking forward to, to watching the most. I have Ty Rotolo. I just think of all the guys, when I look at all the names, right? So we've got Johnny Tama, William Tackett, John Thor Blank, Dante Leon, and Jacob Couch kind of rounding out the rest of the group. I think Ty Rotolo matches up well with every single one of these guys. Now, he's got a loss against Roberto Jimenez. And if Roberto makes it to the finals against Ty, I'm actually picking Roberto to beat Ty. But as I said, I don't think the way that the brackets are going to be set up that Roberto is going to make it to the finals. And so I think that'll be Ty Rutolo versus maybe John Thor Blank. And I just don't think John Thor Blank could beat Ty Rutolo. I think Ty Rutolo beats everybody pretty easily in this division besides Roberto. Why is Roberto such a bad matchup for the Rutolos? Because we've seen now Roberto's beaten Cade Rutolo twice, submitted Cade twice, and then had a really crazy match with Ty where he beat Ty. It's just because he can match their pace. And he's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit stronger. He's a little bit longer. He's basically a little bit more Rutolo-y than they are. He uses the same tactics. Very aggressive. Incredible cardio. Non-stop movement. He does it just as good, if not better, than the Rutolos. And as I said, he's just a little older, a little stronger, and a little longer. And so the Rutolos really have a tough time with him. He's kind of their kryptonite. But I'm picking Ty Rutolo to win this division. Um, and if it does come down to him versus Roberto, I don't care what happens all weekend. That's going to be the matchup of the weekend. That will be the match everyone's talking about Monday and the one that we replay for years. Now, we've got a couple of old heads, though, that could, could upset and win this division. I mean, Dante Leon and John Thor Blank. They're the only two guys in this division that have competed at ADCC. John Thor Blank is being slept on. I mean, this guy had a phenomenal ADCC 2019 run. He made it all the way to the semifinals. He ended up losing the third-place match to Josh Hinger, 
He fought Craig Jones, lost to Craig. I believe he got guillotined by Craig Jones. Maybe he got rear naked choked, one or the other. But lost to Craig Jones, has a third-place match against Josh Hinger, loses 3-0. But this guy, he's been training with um, – he, he's obviously still out of that camp that Grace Gundrum comes from, the Pennsylvania boys and, and Zach and JM. But he's been doing a lot of training. I believe he's been training weekly with the Atto standout, JT Torres. JT Torres, two-time ADCC champion. I just think that's a perfect training partner for him. Because that's kind of the, uh, some of the stuff JT does is exactly what John Thorne Blake needs to add to his game. And he needs to see on a weekly basis. I mean, he needs to see that heavy top pressure, that crushing top pressure that JT has. And so I'm expecting to see the best John Thor Blank that we've ever seen. And it would not shock me if John Thor Blake ended up in the finals. Now, I would be shocked if he ended up beating Ty in the finals. I don't think he can beat Ty. But I definitely look at everybody else in this division, and I like John Thor Blank. Now, William Tackett's also an interesting name. I mean, a lot of people aren't talking about him. He is a heavy underdog, like if you bet $100 on William Tackett, I think you'd win like two or $3,000. He is being slept on hard. And he's had a couple of poor performances recently. Got absolutely destroyed by Hulk um, in their match at who's number one. I mean, at the ADCC, who's number one. I think Hulk beat him like 34-0. to 0. And he's had a couple of other performances recently where he just underperformed. And so that's really hurt his stock. But, I mean, would anybody be shocked if we ended up seeing William Tackett in the finals versus Roberto or Ty Rutolo or even John Thor Blank? I wouldn't. Dante Leon's another. Now, Johnny Tama and Jacob Couch are the only two in this division. I'm like, there's no chance they win. But I haven't even mentioned Mika Galvao. He's the biggest wild card of everybody. Mika Galvao other than his performance at BJJ Bet, has been unstoppable at Black Belt. He beat Oliver Taza pretty handedly. Took a decision win over Oliver Taza. He won third coast grappling, incredibly stacked 185-pound division. I mean, he ended up beating John Combs and Pedro Mourinho. And Pedro Mourinho, if he was in this bracket, he might have been the favorite. I mean, he's got multiple wins recently over Roberto Jimenez, who is the number one seed and who is the betting favorite. I mean... Without Craig Jones, this what I'm trying to say is without Craig Jones, this division is crazy, and I wouldn't bet on this division at all. I wouldn't bet $2 on this division. There's st- three or four guys. That the more I talk about it, the more I think there's three or four guys that could win it. But making picks, I've got Ty Rutolo first. I've got, depending on where they put Mika Galval, if they put Mika on the same side as Roberto, um... I'm going to go Ty Rutolo first, Mika Galval second, and John Thor Blank third. So there we go. Those are my predictions for the men's 185-pound division. Women's heavyweight. This one's the least interesting. It pretty much always is the least interesting. It has nothing to do with women. It has to deal with Gabby Garcia. Gabby Garcia is just so much bigger than every girl in this division that it makes it difficult to get excited. Now, a lot of people are thinking that this could be the the, the tournament where we start to see Gabby Garcia start to lose her kind of invincibility, right? She's had some really close matches with a bunch of these girls. 
but they just can't sweep and they can't submit Gabby Garcia. If somebody comes out this weekend and submits Gabby, that's going to be one of the three biggest talking points. People are going to go crazy. If Liz Clay manages to get Gabby's leg and she manages to pop her in an inside heel hook that makes Gabby tap, or if Anna Carolina finds her way to Gabby's back and chokes her, or Rafael Guedes or Aaron Harp, I mean, any of these girls beat Gabby, especially submit her, they become legends. But that's tough to say. Gabby's the heavy favorite. Now, Liz Clay and Anna Carolina are definitely the second and third seed. Probably you got Anna Carolina as the second with Liz Clay as the third. And I'd probably put Rafael Guedes as the fourth seed. Now, you've got a couple of girls like Amanda Levy, Aaron Harp, and Amanda Lowen and Kendall Rusing who are good black belts. But I don't think that they make their way into into the semifinals or into the, especially not into the first, second, or third place. I think we're looking at Gabby Garcia as the champion. As much as I would like to pick against her, I think we got Gabby one, Anna Carolina two, with Liz Clay coming in third place. I'm not going to talk much about this vision just because, again, I think it's going to be pretty straightforward with Gabby Garcia as the champion um, with either Liz Clay or Anna Carolina finishing second, third. Now, the men's heavyweight. This is a fun division as well. This is the last division. We've got Kynan Duarte, Orlando Sanchez, Tim Spriggs, Kyle Bame, Giancarlo Bodini, Hasim Rita, Aaron Tex Johnson, and Mason Fowler. Now, this is Gordon Ryan's division. And Gordon's come out. He said it yesterday. He's like, look, whoever wins this division isn't the true number one guy. They're just the placeholder. I'm the number one dude. Gordon announced yesterday that he's taking an exhibition match next month against a UFC fighter. He didn't name the UFC fighter, but he's having an exhibition match. It's going to be 15 minutes, and the big thing is, is he's doing this exhibition match. For one, he's like, I still can't really, like, he's like, I'm training, but I'm not training the way I need to. I haven't started my treatments yet. Supposedly, the doctors have figured out his stomach ailments, but he hasn't started the treatment plan. He's supposed to start, I think he was saying yesterday, starting next week, but he, um, again, he can't train like he needs to, and he doesn't want to take a match with, like, a guy that he knows he can beat, like this UFC guy, because he knows that everybody will just say that, you know, this guy's nowhere near as good as Gordon, and it, who cares? It shouldn't count on his record, so that's what he's doing. It's not going to count on his record. It's not going to go on his BJJ hero page. It's just a match for fun where if one of the guys gets submitted – they just restart, right? So it's basically just going to be like a roll at an open mat. We're just going to get to watch. Gordon was talking about showing a lot of his defensive stuff. Like he, he really wants to show some back escapes and some triangle escapes. I think we may get to see Gordon in a lot of danger, which I think could be really interesting because we never see that other than his match against Felipe Pena where Felipe took his back two times. Um, we, we haven't seen him in like really bad danger. Craig Jones had his arm extended at one of the EBIs, but those are really the only three times in my mind that I can think of Gordon being in like, oh crap, trouble at black belt. So I think um, it could, should be really fun. But anyways, back to this men's heavyweight division. Kynan Duarte is the heavy betting favorite, and he's my number one overall seed. He's who's going to win. I would be shocked if Kynan didn't win. I think Kynan's on another level right now. I think he's on that Gordon, Craig Jones uh, level. I think it's him, Felipe Pena, 
um, Gordon, Craig, and then you could throw in, you know, there's a number of names you could throw in as the fifth spot, but those are the top four guys in the world, in my opinion. Maybe Cyborg. We'll give it to Cyborg as the fifth best guy. But um, I think Kynan's in that top five. I think he's a level better than everybody in this division, and I think he walks away with this pretty easily. But I am really intrigued to see who finishes second and third. Now, the betting lines have Kyle Bame as the number two pick, followed by Mason Fowler and then Orlando Sanchez. And it kind of surprised me that they have Kyle Bame so highly um, up there. Kyle has had really good success at Black Belt. He's lost to, I believe he lost to Hulk. Um, who else has he lost to at Black Belt? Well, he lost to Gordon Ryan in that no time limit match. I think he has one more loss. But Kyle's got a really interesting game. And we've seen Conan Duarte get heel hooked twice. He got heel hooked one time by Cyborg, which really surprised me. And then he got heel hooked by... Um, what's his name? Uh, Lachlan Giles at ADCC. And so Craig was saying that, look, if Duarte does something dumb, he's got a tendency in some of his matches to fall asleep. And if he does, Kyle Bame or Tex Johnson could heel hook him. But I just don't see it happening. Like I said, I think Tynan's the clear favorite here. But who faces him in the finals to get second overall? And then who's in the semifinals? I'm not sure. Now, I think that Kyle Bame is going to end up in the second or third spot. Now, whether he makes it to the finals or just ends up winning third place, I've got him pretty well marked. I just think his game is really, really good for this rule set. But Orlando Sanchez is a very tough problem to solve. Now, I've never seen Orlando Sanchez attempt a submission in a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu match. I mean, I've watched a bunch of his ADCC matches. I've fallen asleep in almost all of them. I mean, they're super boring. He just lays on guys. He is not fun to watch. I don't care what anyone says. Orlando Sanchez is not fun to watch. No offense. He's a beast. He's a huge guy, but I'm not trying to study and watch Orlando Sanchez's footage from his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu matches. Now, I just don't see how Orlando, other than he just gets on top of a guy and smothers him, he moves on. Unless he just comes out swinging and throwing submissions uh, after submissions. Because, look, Orlando does have a fast pace. Like, he can go. He's got good cardio. But, again, usually it's just scrambles until he gets on top. And then he just crushes dudes with his size. I would love to see Kyle Bain versus Orlando Sanchez at some point. To me, that's the matchup I want to see. Now, on the other side of things, we've got Giancarlo Bodini. I think he's a wild card. Gordon Ryan was talking about Giancarlo, and Giancarlo came in late. Giancarlo just won Pans. He won his weight at Pans and lost in the absolute finals to Hulk. They went one and one against each other. So he beat Hulk, Lucas Barboza, once, and he lost to Lucas Barboza at Pans. Uh, I believe that was last month. But Gordon was talking about, like, look, I've trained with Giancarlo a bunch of times because he works at BJJ Fanatics, I think. I know he, he's a black belt under Lucas Laprie. But he trains now out of Boston and works with that uh, BJJ Fanatics crew. So he's training constantly with um, you know the guy that runs BJJ Fanatics. 
Oh, the Brazilian. It's it's slipping my Bernardo Ferrari. So he's training a lot with Bernardo Ferrari. But whenever Gordon goes up there, he trains a lot with John Carlo. He's like, look, John Carlo is one of the toughest dudes like I've ever trained with. He's a beast. And I was super impressed by John Carlo. I wouldn't be shocked to see John Carlo upset some people and get to the semifinals. Now, Tim Spriggs, even Hasim Rita, Aaron Tex Johnson, Mason Fowler, I'm not as high on these guys. I would be shocked to see any one of those guys finish third. Um, I don't see any way they make it to the finals. I'd be shocked if any of those guys made it to the finals. Mason Fowler, while he's had tons of success on Submission Underground, it's purely been because of his EBIOTs. I haven't seen anything in regulation other than his match with Boogie Martinez. But he's a lot bigger than Boogie. Um, yeah, I just haven't been that impressed with him other than one match. So I think um, Mason Fowler is going to – I think he's too highly rated. I don't think he should be as high as a betting favorite as he is. Um, and, and I don't think he, he gets out of – I wouldn't be shocked to see him lose in the first round. But I think we've got Conan Duarte 1, Kyle Bame 2, and I'm going to go – I'm going to go Orlando Sanchez as third. I think he's going to get to the semifinals. I think he's going to lose to either Kynan or Kyle Bame, and then he's going to find a way to win the third-place match. So there we go, guys. Those are my picks. I'm interested to see the brackets lay out because um, that's going to, especially in the 185-pound in the men's heavyweight division, like that's going to really determine a lot. I think, again, that... Um, like my heavy favorites, like if I had to bet $100 or like let's say like, you know, you got to bet $10,000, you can pick any of the athletes. Who are the safest bets? Kynan Duarte is a super safe bet in my opinion. Um, I think that, I mean, I think Gabby Garcia is a pretty safe bet, but I'd say Misa Bastos and Kynan Duarte are my two safest bets. I almost want to say that they're locks to win their divisions. Those are kind of my two locks. Followed by... Um, I, I really like uh, Ty Rutolo in that 185. I think Ty wins the 185. I think he's the second best guy at 185 now. I think it's Craig number one, followed by Ty Rutolo. Um, I think him and Gabby are kind of the next two. And then 155 and, um, yeah, that 155-pound division is wild. I could see – Mikey winning it. I could see Cade winning it. I could see Josh Cisneros winning it. I could see, man, those are kind of the big three, but I wouldn't be shocked if Gio, Martin, uh, Gio Martinez ended up winning it. But I definitely, um, man, yeah, the 155-pound the division is, in my opinion, the craziest, followed by that 185. Let me know what you guys think. If you think I'm crazy, let me know. But I feel like a lot of my logic was pretty sound. I know you guys know that I'm a huge dork. I remember most of these guys' matches. I feel like I'm pretty up-to-date on a lot of this stuff, so I'd be shocked if I was way, way, way off. I'm probably sleeping on Roberto. As I said, I'm a huge, huge. like the Roberto and the Rutolos are my three favorite grapplers currently competing. I love watching those guys. But I just think Roberto is going to end up with a really crappy draw, and he's going to have to face some leg lockers right out the gate. If he doesn't, though, it's going to be him or Ty in the, in the championship. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I have been trying to get um, a couple of European guys on this podcast to interview them. 
tried to get one of the athletes that just killed it at the ADCC European Trials, and while he really wants to do it, he just didn't want to come on because of his English. He's like, I'm working on my English, I can understand it, and I can communicate, but I'm not going to be able to express myself fully, and I want to be able to express myself fully in an interview. So that was kind of disappointing. And then another kind of kind of I have had two or three guys like that in the European scene that have kind of been like, ah, my English just isn't quite there. I don't want to do an interview. I would love to do a podcast interview, but just can't do it because of the English. So I'm going to be back next week. I've got two lined up that are going to be really interesting stories. So I'll be back on the interviews. Till next time, guys, check out this flow grappling card. I get it. A lot of you guys hate flow grappling because of the paywall and everything. But, man, you got to support this event. This is just good for grappling. Peace.